I was ready to find love or love for now on the app. <laughs> It's to buy or boycott. I'm Allison. And I'm Bridget. This week, we're talking about online dating. Are you against it? Have you ever tried it? Do you admit that it's where you met your significant other? Let's talk about it. As always, we're your girls, helping you sort through the noise, consume with conviction, and support companies that align with your values. This week, we have a special guest, EJ Johnson. She's an actress, writer, early online dating adopter, and expert boy chaser. I am an expert boy chaser. Exciting. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. As always, send us an email at tobuyorboycott at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at tobuyorboycott. This week is Valentine's Day. Woo. Okay. What are your plans? <laughs> Surprise. I don't have any plans for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Um, I'm actually, I'm working because I thought I would be nice and volunteer to work that night since, um, other people, yeah, other people care to be doing something that night, but I'm sure I'll get my nails done or something like to make myself feel pretty. I would definitely get my nails done if that's like an open invitation. And if there's some swiping involved after getting my nails done, is that like part of Valentine's Day? Do you go on the apps or do you try to avoid them because it's just like a reminder? (laughs) I, well, who knows? Honestly, I feel like I won't. I think I'll avoid the apps on V-Day because that feels like a lot of pressure all (laughs) of a sudden. (laughs) We're falling in love today. Um, uh, so you could swipe for me that'll be fine. Find me someone to go out with. But yeah, I don't think I'll be on there. So there are a lot of people swiping before, during and after Valentine's Day, like hoping they're going to find, you know, their forever partner, or at least the person to spend next Valentine's Day with. The entire dating industry has become a $2.9 billion (laughs) industry, and that's a 140% increase in revenue since just 2009. Mm -hmm. Just in the last year, global consumer spending on dating apps for like all of the things that you pay for beyond like the base download. So subscriptions, add-ons, memberships, like you get five more likes today. If you give us $30 a year, like we'll send you special (laughs) algorithmic recommendations for your perfect match just to like get people kind of like sucked in. Those revenues have doubled just in the last year, which is crazy. Like clearly people have bought into the premise that, love is on their phone is it all hype and no payoff i i mean like have you guys been on the apps and found at least love for the moment (laughs) yeah so i tried a few of them in my mid-20s when i broke up with my boyfriend from college i tried tinder and that dating app that was on gimlet's startup podcast i don't know if that's still around or not and i can't even really remember the name of it that's such an Um, insider that's such an insider dating app (laughs) Yeah. And then speaking of insider dating, I was invited to join the elite matchmaker group in Silicon Valley. They would like have meetups at the Rosewood, which is this infamous hotel. I attended one meet and greet and this like mixer and it was just so weird. It literally felt like everyone was auditioning for a reality TV show that was not happening. There was no reality. There were no cameras, but 
everyone was acting like there were. But I did meet my partner, um, Adam, on Coffee Meets Bagel. I don't really hear about that app that much anymore. But the thing that I liked about it was that it's the premise was it only gives you one match a day. So incentivized carefully consider each person that is presented to you. You have one day to initiate a conversation. If you don't, then the, the ability to to, to chat with that person goes away. So it worked for us. We met, we both had pictures of us riding bikes and that, that was it. Oh, and we love that. I didn't know you Adam. guys met on there. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I tried coffee meat. Well, I've tried all of them. Um, <laughs> I'm on Bumble. I just downloaded Hinge again because everyone's talking about it right now. Raya. I got invited to this one called Meet Me in the Cove. That's like a new one what coming is, out. What? <laughs> Do you get to go to the Bahamas? Right. Like, it's all expense paid yeah. vacation. Is it the fire um, festival? I know, um, right. The <laughs> app looks like it. Like water. <laughs> I did OkCupid okay when I first moved to New York. Like OG <laughs> online dating for millennials. <laughs> I, I have a lot of feelings about it. I don't know. I've been, I tried all the apps. Like I thought that they were all very fun. Uh, The league was the worst. Mm. It like picked people based on like where they went to school and what their jobs were. So it was all like finance people and people who went to UPenn, like no offense, I guess, to people who went to UPenn. But I always loved Tinder the most because I feel like it was the most diverse cast of characters, like beyond being kind of like all of the obvious diversities. It was just like people who were kind of like dipping their toe in the online dating pool, like were more comfortable with Tinder. It was that brand name. There are horror stories everywhere. There are horror stories when you date in regular life. There are horror stories when you date on the app. I did not find my person on the app though. (laughs) Right. I found my person the like truly old fashioned way, like through a friend of a friend and like knew each other. And then that later bloomed into a romance but I loved the apps (laughs) it's nice when you have that mutual friend or someone in common though because it keeps me accountable to not be a crazy person where like if you're on an app you can be whoever you want to be there's no (laughs) risk involved if I don't like you I can be a horrible bitch or and I don't have that person to be like oh she said what she did what you know not that that is what I would do but I think it's scary too to go into something knowing like I have no idea if this person is absolutely just because I've had friends not friends I've known people (laughs) who like make up different professions different personalities just think this is a game. Hinge was built off of that. Like you mentioned that Hinge was an app that a lot of people were talking about, Mm -hmm. but Hinge was always supposed to be a friend of a friend. I guess that's the Hinge, you know, like that person in common was, it's a cute name. Um, But like the app grew by 400% after they redesigned their platform in 2017 to get rid of swiping Mm -hmm. because they found that 80% of its users like never found love. Like being a friend of a friend is important, sure, but it's actually that amount of time, like getting to know that person, like realizing that that person has like quirks or interests mm-hmm. that, you know, to Bridget's point, like align with your quirks and interests. And that's what apps now kind of like for our age and stage, like need to appeal to, too. Not just like, I need all the options. Ah. Right. 
And I like yeah. it hinge the way it's set up is like you have a few pictures and you have a few questions, your bio, and you can like specific things about a person. So you're not just looking at a profile picture saying yes or no. You're looking at, oh, I like this thing, funny thing that he said about a TV show. And that's also a way to start a conversation because a lot of the problem is like, okay, I like your face. Hey, in a conversation that goes nowhere, you know, where I think Hinge is set up in a nice way. I haven't found love on there, but I appreciate the form. It's only been since 2017. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you guys ever read or watch the Aziz and Sorry modern romance, like yeah. precursor yeah. to The Masters of None? No? no. You never watched it? No. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Strong buy for <laughs> Masters of None and read modern romance. It's kind of the same thing. Or watch the stand up. It's really good. It's just like it's a very accurate portrayal of life in New York right now. It's very anti sex in the city. You know, not all of your dating opportunities are going to be so like female empowering. You're not going to want to like talk about them at brunch with your friends. Like some of them are going to be messy, messy, but like that's what dating um, kind of always is. But unfortunately, now we can't like go to a bar and get a drink and just hang out because everyone's just home swiping and not yeah. like drinking like we all should be and was like supposed to be the <laughs> underpinning of life in New York was like at least you could go to the fucking bar but now you can't even go to the bar anymore Everyone's home. and I'll find myself seeing someone cute at the barn and wanting to reach for my phone everyone I think is less likely to approach someone in real life because you know oh I can always just find someone else later on my phone That's or maybe even this person but right. I would feel more comfortable talking to this person that is three feet from me on my phone than in real life so when I was on these apps I was working at a startup um I like I didn't have time to go out to bars and bar life in Silicon Valley is not as big a deal or as important as it is in New York um and so like the goal of meeting someone on mm. like at a bar felt so futile especially listening to this episode this Valentine's Day episode of This American Life yesterday and they were kind of discussing the math behind finding someone to date in Boston. So they were running through like, okay, here's how many people live in Boston. Now you cut it in half because you're on, most people are only interested in one gender partners, you know, male, female. Then like how many people, let's just like, uh, if 10 people walk by, what percentage of them are you attracted to? Let's just say it's a really high number. Maybe you're attracted to two. Okay, now you've got an even smaller one. This is like, so before you even get to things like, do you, are they like an education level? Are they a height that you like? Or do they have the politics that you're compatible with humor? Like the number of possible partners gets so small so quickly that it's frightening. So dating online feels like, and I would argue it is this like proactive and efficient way to meet people. The downside though, is when that efficiency starts to make things feel too easy, transactional and convenient absolutely yes yes preach I mean it's (laughs) fabulous in the fact that yes of the people that I'm gonna interact with on a day-to-day basis and I'm all over the place every day so I interact with a lot of people but even so to know that there's this community of people wanting to meet that I probably wouldn't interact with. But I think it's terrible. I can even feel it in myself. This is going to sound so bad. But if I'm on a power trip, I'll just get on Bumble and be like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Just like swipe, swipe, swipe. And that's 
awful. That's awful that like it's training our minds to work in this way of like being so not compassionate and empathetic and curious, you know, it's just so shallow and one-sided and I don't like that. I mean, the people are lonely. People don't know where to meet people. Like for the same reason, like people don't go to bars in the same way. Like people don't go to coffee shops in the same way. Everybody is like a pod person with their AirPods in. I totally remember being when I was on these apps, like I would sometimes like intentionally go into like a coffee shop and I'd be like, okay, I'm not going to wear headphones and I'm going to like try to meet someone. And if I would give it like 20 minutes, like seeing a cute guy and he hadn't interacted with me, then I'm like, fuck it. I tried. I tried. That's it. I'm back on the apps, you know, because like the satisfaction of the app is so instant. I open up the app and there's, there's a, there's a potential. The companies know that, right? right? I mean, Allison, you were talking a little bit earlier about the gamification of this, but there is this uncomfortable nature of like these companies should essentially be in the business of making all of us not right. their customers, but are they really? No, of course not. Like the business is to try to keep you finding people to connect with, but they don't actually want you to to find love because they lose a customer. They want you to be their customer because also if you do find someone and then now you're dating a little while, you're into each other, are they still swiping on people? Are they still, con- it creates this whole blanket of insecurity knowing that there are an unlimited of 18 year old girls yeah. ready to jump yeah. on him. Like that creates this whole other issue that wasn't there before because you know, there's this unlimited pool of people that are ready to give and get attention at all hours, you know? So match has actually become our kind of like resource for sociological, um, data on dating and marriage, like in contemporary culture. And they do an annual singles in America study and found that most people met their partner online Mm -hmm. last year. So there is hope, you know, people are finding people and that from 2013 to 2016, the use of dating apps has tripled with millennials and doubled with baby boomers. So people are finding people, but there are just, you know, more and more single people signing up. So research would suggest that the more, you know, single people that are signing up will lead to more marriages from that pool coming from online dating. So are we at peak online dating? Like, is it possible to shift an entire dating culture just to online because like statistically you are very unlikely to meet someone the way that I did and Aaron should do <laughs> what you did and download <laughs> coffee meets bagel like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> online dating is definitely here to stay. I think the future is actually probably going to take like two really interesting directions. One is that it's going to, we're going to start to see companies that are pulling in big data, they're pulling in artificial intelligence, they're going to pull in machine learning, and it's going to lead some apps to make these scientific quote unquote claims that they can match you with your perfect like soulmate. So you can imagine an app that looks at your genetics, your online behavior, uses all of the data that, it, that you know, Facebook collects about you, that Google collects about you and says like, this is your perfect match. And I can see a lot of people kind of being really drawn to that level of efficiency and accuracy accuracy because it's basically like marital hacking and all these people who are drinking soylent who are biohacking who are hacking their productivity they're gonna be like perfect now this is like i have a you know i can get married in six months i just follow this plan i I pay for this service
is done. Uh, you can filter people by astrological sign on Bumble now. So we're making scientific strides all the okay. way around. Questionable. Um, but you know, also, like, I know that virtual reality is also developing dating apps. That's the future that we have to prepare for. But I also think that as a result of that happening, we will see more of more people revolting and kind of moving in the opposite direction, turning to more traditional ways of meeting and dating. I would love to be a part of the revolution. <laughs> I think because it's totally the future and I don't want it to be, but everyone's doing it. So what are you going to do? I do think I could get behind some kind of data hacking? Like if they were able to pair me with someone, not even in the vicinity of me. I was going to say, just, would you move? If it was would like such upend? a perfect match, maybe. Would you upend your entire life? Did I limit my, John, I love you so much. Did I limit my <laughs> options? Would I have moved 6,000 miles away to like be mm. with somebody if they were the most perfect person. These apps can, these apps can probably, will probably be able to tell you that like this person is your soulmate and your, your soulmate city is Paris. So you both just moved to Paris. <laughs> right? That's true. I, I'm down. I'm downloading that app. I like it. I'm into it. That's great. I think too, the Meet Me in the Cove one, it's like a seven- it's either a seven day or like a seven step kind of thing. So you okay. connect and then you message each other and then there's audio and then there's a video call and then you meet in person. Cause I think it's trying to bypass this mm. ghosting. Cause I mean, it's such a trend now to talk to someone on the apps, like chat, make jokes and then never meet up. Like we were saying, so it's yeah. trying to figure out a way to jump that. I think that that's the future, like experiential dating and opportunities to meet in more like random and spontaneous ways, but like through paid experiences, membership models, somebody doing the vetting for you, be that like an algorithm or a human. I'm dating as commerce is only just begun because like right now it's kind of like dating is gaming okay. and now like how do you change it from gamification to mono, uh, monetization? <laughs> and I think that's slow dating, that kind of like trend buzz term of coffee meets bagel, you only get one option or you have to talk to the same person mm -hmm. for seven days on this like step-by-step, -step, don't be a <laughs> shit person. I will <laughs> say when I was in Europe and I used Bumble, that was my most positive experience on the dating app because it was so easy to be straightforward of like, I'm just in this city for a few nights, like show me your city. I want to see your city. And mm. of course I was exploring on my own and with friends, but being able to go on dates with people and see the city at night through their eyes was a fascinating experience that I would not have had otherwise. But would you have paid for it? No, that feels weird. That feels like a, like, I don't know, an experience pimp or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I mean, knowing what I know now, I probably would. But I think, yeah, most people, there's a stigma with paying to meet and do anything with anyone. Yeah. So is there something to learn from that? What if you get to a point in, in your dating life? Okay, what I really want is a serious relationship. And just as like straightforward as you were on Bumble in Europe, first things you're saying is like, I'm interested in a relationship. Are you? Is, would that make things better or do you think that's just 
breaks breaks the the kind of code of what is appropriate behavior and you're just seen as like a desperate girl or someone who's too eager right i do think it breaks the code and i think shame on the apps for not you know putting more information out there to both parties of saying how it's good to be upfront with what you want because there is of course this whole elusive mystery hey hey i'm funny haha <laughs> you know rather or if than, they gave yeah. like your response rate like if underneath right. your Tinder profile, like told you like what your response rate was, your average wait time as like, <laughs> no, Facebook yeah. will tell me how long a merchant is going to yeah. wait to get back to me. You know, you're kind of trying to sell me yourself. What are your final verdicts? Boycott. <laughs> <laughs> Dating as an industry, that, that in itself is just, no, no. So are you getting are you getting off the apps then? I'm yeah. <laughs> no because I have to be on them. But in my heart, I boycott them, and I hope I meet someone on the sidewalk today. So I'm a buy. I mean, I met my my lovely man on Coffee Meets Bagel. But I say, figure out which apps make you feel empowered and positive about the experience, and just stick to those. I'm also a buy. <laughs> Um, while the experiences might be awkward and disheartening at times, that is modern, all dating, all dating has always been a little awkward and uncomfortable. Erin, thanks so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Love to talk about boys anytime. Tune in next week for a conversation about third party candidates. How are we feeling about Howard Schultz? Oh God. If you have a suggestion of a product or company you'd like us to review, tell us on Twitter or email us at tobuyorboycott at gmail.com. Bye. Or boycott Howard Schultz 2020 boycott.